With Rob Lewis, Ben McKee, and Austin Price, and Brent Hubbs, a little VolQuest.com post-open practice podcast here. Quickly kind of recapping what we saw out of Tennessee's practice. Rob, I'll start with you. What's your takeaway after seeing this team for the first time? I mean, I don't want to be too negative. I mean, we saw, we saw one practice in probably, what, 25, 30 plays of 11 on 11, but just, you know, defensively, I'd be surprised if it's not a challenge this year. And offensively, I, I didn't see a lot of dynamics at that quarterback. You know, it's interesting being the quarterback. We were talking about that, the quarterback situation, uh, from the standpoint of when Brian Mauer's rolling right, there's moments where he go, you go, wow, this guy can really play. And then there's other times where he makes a decision and you go, you can't line up and, and win with that. And, and I think that's the challenge that you have with a guy like him, and that's the challenge of what this staff is trying to figure out a quarterback right now. Yeah, you saw Brian Maurer roll out to the right and I believe threw for two touchdowns. His last one went to Princeton Fan, but then you saw him set his feet in the pocket and try to connect on a deep ball, but underthrow the receiver on, on several occasions, and twice it resulted in an interception. So uh, a, a lot of big play potential uh, in a positive way, and then also a lot of big play potential in a negative way with Brian Maurer as well. Uh, my takeaway is the, the, the defense is the defense. Like they've got to, from now till September to figure out, and they'll add more bodies because guys are out right now, and it'll improve some. I don't know how much it'll improve, but it'll improve some. Offensively, though, Hendon Hooker's your quarterback. I would be shocked if he's not. He, it, it's almost like the way Jack Nicholas approached the majors, Brent. Like you sit back. You don't make mistakes, and you wait on everybody else just to, you know, make mistakes, and you you take over. I mean, like, you know, I thought Harrison Bailey clearly wasn't running with any of the top players today. When he when he was in there, it was a lot of backup. So he seems to be down the list at, 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 right now. And then Brian Mauer's not going to be your quarterback either. As much as he flashes, he he he'll have the ban other team's band playing, as Phil Former would say, more times than not. And so I just would I. I Quick snapshot, Hinton Hooker is a guy that continues to impress the staff because I think he's steady Eddie, you know, and, and, and he gets the ball of his hands. So you go back and watch Harrison Bailey and Brian Maurer, how many times would they have gotten obliterated if they were in contact jerseys today? It sure felt like a lot. You know, it's interesting with, with Hooker, Rob, because he's not flashy. Like, you know, it's, it's just kind of, I don't want to say methodical, but it's just kind of, he, he, just, he just sort of goes out there and, and, and it takes the check down and some of those stuff, but but by no means perfect. If this team is going to push the ball vertically down the field, he's got to throw it better yeah, down that's the what field. I, was say. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. That, unless, unless I'm just misremembering, I don't. I don't recall him pushing it down the field successfully at any point today. I mean, you're right. I mean, he does get the ball out of his hands quick. Um, you know, will we'll take the check down. But you know, it, this offense has been known for pushing the ball down the field vertically under. Josh Heupel, and, and I didn't see that from Liberty. Yeah, but what we did see today is a stable of running backs. And again, this is this is on the defense too, but I'm, I'm kind of with Austin. They are what they are. And today they were without Tyler Barron. They were without Jeremy Banks. They were without Roman, Roman Harrison. Harrison. I mean, Blakely. yeah, Blakely didn't go. Who, who's going to play snaps on the defensive line? So certainly they were pretty depleted there. But when you look at this group of running backs, they're they're, they're pretty intriguing to me. I mean, I, when you look at Jalen Wright, you look at D Beckwith, Small did not go today, and obviously he's been really good. Tyon Evans. I, I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by this group of tailbacks. Yeah, I mean, there's no experience at all, but like, they kind of all bring a little something different. I mean, Wright's the home run hitter, the speed guy. Beckwith is 6'5", but like, to me, Brent doesn't run upright like an Eddie George did, who was a bigger back. I, you know, you brought me up that comment, and I agree with you. Like, anyway, 
he, he takes what's there at times, then he'll bull his way at times. He's got enough speed to, to play the position. I'm interested to see what Evans looks like because watching him today, and he, and he at least went through some individual stuff. He got he had the old school tape on the shoes, and so his lower half well, is he's big. Like, he's like a fire hydrant. He is. <laughs> I agree. I uh, thing is, he's not really been out there at all since they went in pads and they went and started doing you know real football work. So what's he gonna be like? What's he gonna give them when he's actually back? I'm I'm with you, but I'm just I'm most fascinated by D Beckwith. Because what, is a coaching staff is don't this get staff, Ben excited. That's Ben's guy. <laughs> but but are they going to be? Are they going to be? Well, he's too tall. You know, he's six five, and that's a big detriment. Or is it going to be? You just got to get him involved somehow, some way. Because it does seem like something positive happens when he's got the ball. Yes, he, he stood out, and his size continues to, to stand out. We all know he's six foot five, but when when you see him in person, it, it just he towers over the rest of the running backs and kind of towers over the quarterbacks he does. As, as well. So, like, you know he's six foot five going in, but just every time you see him, his, his size kind of stands out, and you've got to find a way to get him the football, whether that's a look at, at him splitting out wide or, or sticking at running back. He doesn't look unnatural at running back to me. He looks like a running back. Just just got to keep those those pads lowered. The, the running back that kind of stood out to me that we haven't touched on is T. Hodge. I thought T. Hodge looked Yeah, he, he, looked, I thought he was solid today. Yes, he, and he ran some with what appeared to be the, the second team guys and, and he punched it in for a touchdown ran tough and, and kept the pile moving kept his legs moving he looked good uh, to, to, to piggyback on all of this about the, the running backs what goes with the running backs the offensive line which I thought Ellerby is getting a lot out of that group well and, and I think they've got some in, and again the, the defensive line has issues okay Let, let's let's be real uh, blunt here Rob and obvious they, they've got issues uh, but to me it's pretty intriguing kind of the competition that's developing along the offensive line. They, they've got several different combinations that, that they can play with and they can go with there. And they seem to be a, adapting to this system pretty well. I don't know if it's easier for them. I didn't think their pass protection at times was great, but um, I thought overall this offensive line had a pretty solid day. Yeah, I did too, especially the, the first group. And I, there were some different guys in that first group. I know, you know, May, Cade Mays worked a couple different spots. Um, you know, he worked right tackle at the end, even saw, um, at, help me out, AP. Chris A. At Perogade. Uh, at right guard with the, with the first unit late. Um, you know, Davis, is, is that the left tackle? Is that what they do there? Yeah, Dane Davis. I, I, mean, I think right now they're still toying with things. Like, I think they're trying Spragans to see what they have out of Spragans him. Spragans and Carvin both at guard. I mean, Cooper it seems like he's pretty locked in at center. He, he does seem locked in at center. And Cade's, Cade's going to start somewhere. It's going to start somewhere. To me, it's I think it's wherever they feel like they're the weakest is where Cade will play. Yeah, and, and so is that going to be Darnell Wright at right tackle and Cade somewhere else? Is that going to be Karon Calbert who got opportunities today? Karon's got to play faster. I think that's something we all he's noted. Be healthy too. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. He stays seemingly banged up. I, I do think they're going to be okay in the inside, in the interior, because I think they've got enough bodies there between Spragans and Cooper and Carvin, Carvin that, that they're going to be able Cade. to. Cade, they're going to be able to find themselves. I think the big question is, can they find that second tackle? Can, can they well, find and, a second tackle on this and, team? And, and, and I think that's why they're pushing Dane Davis because they've got to find not just a second tackle, but they've got to find someone that like okay if one of our top two goes down who can be serviceable as their third tackle so i think that's why they push a guy like dane davis i think that's why you see cade not not doing a whole lot because they know what they have out of him they've moved him around some during spring practice but like right now to me it's a full court press 
to see and, and get ready some other guys that, that they feel like they may need. And well, other guys, I saw William Parker pushing some guys around as, yeah. as well. He, he had a couple of teammates after one rep run over to him and jump on him and high five him, and, and they were really pleased to see him moving some bodies around. Well, and you know, again, I think that taking things slow with him, you know, his dad passed away here recently. So, I mean, like, that's a lot to take in when you're, you really should be finishing up your senior year of high school. So, I, I think for him, they, they're throwing some stuff at him, but they don't want to throw too much at him because just, you know, what he's been through here in the last month. Yeah, certainly. And then finally, as we wrap it up in the secondary, um, I, I like McDonald. I like I like what he gives them back there, um, but you know they had some guys they had some guys running open. You know they made a couple of plays on some interceptions. I, I would I would call the secondary Rob a little bit hot and cold, um, and, and, and not a surprise. And, and Alante Taylor, not not starting today. I mean I thought that was. Oh, he's going to be a starter. I think that's more just trying to get those other guys ready. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And he's a little bit banged up. I think. Well, he's going he had, a bit and, I and to, to that point, I thought Warren Burrell. You know, flashed a, a few times today. Yeah, made some plays. Yeah, I thought he had the best day of the corners. Yeah, he, he laid out a receiver on a on a slant and dislodged the football. Had a couple of nice pass breakups. Yeah, I, I, you know, William Martinez is too good of a football coach for them not to find some guys back there. I think the biggest challenge for this defense is can they stop the run? And to do that, they've got to get much better on the defensive line. We saw plenty of frustration from Rodney Garner today with that defensive unit, and then they've got to find linebacker help. I mean, I don't know where it's going to come from. They got to get healthy, but they've got to find some linebacker help because it's it's glaring kind of where they are at well, linebacker right now. Well, I'm interested. And we knew it would be. Like, what what can, you know, if, if they get Aaron Willis back, what does he provide? Where do they play Kamen and Marley at? You know, like to me, he's like the you know I think they're going to start him out on offense. I know that's what our boy Gritty wants them to do, but like I, I think ultimately you've got to just you you've got to move guys around and whatever by, just like fixing the quarterback position by any means necessary. You got to fix the linebacker position well, by any means necessary, whether it's moving raw. Whitehead or not. He's incredibly raw, but your guy, Byron Young, I thought he, you know, you, you can see that. I mean, there's something there. I mean, just the way he comes off the edge. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think he has a clue right now. But athletically, he's a, a, he a freak. Out. Yeah, he'll be healthier too once the fall rolls around. I mean, you're going through these drills trying to stop the run without Jeremy Banks, your best linebacker, without Roman Harrison, who looks like he's going to get a shot at inside linebacker. And I thought Morvin Joseph made a, a couple of nice plays. He. He really popped somebody on the sideline uh, during the, the team drill, so you'll you'll also be healthier as well. Yeah, and the, and the back half of this spring is going to be really important for that front seven, um, and it really is. And they've got to find some answers there. Do they take a look at some guys there, and how much can those that defensive line grow? And, and again, their public challenge in front of people today was very obvious from Rodney Garner. So plenty of continued thoughts. We got the thread up from. Uh, during practice, we got practice highlights up. We've got a photo gallery up. We'll have more uh, throughout the rest of the weekend as well. But that's just some quick reaction thoughts and a little mini podcast from Neyland Stadium after seeing this Tennessee football team go through a full practice on this spring Saturday. That's going to do it for us. Have a great day, everybody.